Well, hello and welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd, Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello everyone, it's B here, and I'd like to introduce my co-host Hayden. Hayden, are you there? Hi, I'm oh, here. I'm excited. You're there, but you're not here. I'm in um, in Coffs Harbour, and we are doing this remotely. And Hayden, where are you? Well, I'm in Melbourne, Australia, uh, a far cry away from Coffs Harbour. I believe it's a sunny 27 degrees, and uh, it's where the mountains meet the sea. Is that right? <laughs> it is. It is. And I am yep. wearing a t-shirt instead of a singlet, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually cooling down a little bit up here. Well, we've just had our coldest uh, start to May in the history of uh, weather in Melbourne, and uh, I think today it's a princely 11 degrees. Ooh. I used to live in Melbourne, so I do feel for you, but I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. I do miss it, though. It's a, it's a good hub, isn't it? It's for music down there. Well, it's all perspective comparisons. I'm sure people in Canada who may be listening to this might go, 11 degrees, that is a heat wave for us in wintertime. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah. Why are we talking about the weather? We've got other things to talk about. We do. We do. We, uh, we finally talk come about? together. Well, we're going to talk all about things in excess related, uh, and it's a podcast that I guess uh, has merged our pathways and lives together, and I thank you for joining me uh, on this expedition. Hopefully, it's something we can do for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I've been really looking forward to starting this show with you. I think I'm detecting a slight accent there, somewhere around the UK region, am I correct? Yes, I am from the UK, right from the middle of the UK, the Midlands, Birmingham. Um, we there till I was about 20-something and then moved to London um, and got this funny accent by uh, meeting up with lots of Mancunians and Liverpudlians and all sorts of beautiful now, NXS people. NXS came to you in Birmingham or did you go to them? How, what happened? How did, you, how did you come across NXS? How did I come across NXS? So my story goes, um, I was, um, yeah, I was at college and um, I was very much into independent music. I didn't really like all this polished in the chart stuff and um, I was tiny, like rebellious about it all. Uh, but I had a girlfriend who was heavily into Duran Duran and um, yeah, they were okay. And um, so she had read um, an article by Simon in Melody Maker and he'd mentioned In Excess. And she says, look, um, this Michael Hutchins guy, you know, he, he sounds like the sort of person you might want to go and see. And I was like, looked at the photo, I'm like, oh yes, they're quite nice. And she says, you never <laughs> guess, but they're actually um, playing at our local Odeon this week. Let's get tickets. I said, yes, let's do that. So we went. What year are we talking here? Oh, do we have to say the year? 86, 86. 86, okay. Mm, yeah. Mm, so yeah, mullets. Okay. I was, uh, okay. I had the wonderful girl mullet. I was trying to find, think who I, I looked like back then. It was, I was a bit Kim Wilde. I was very wild. Yeah. And Kim Wilde. That was me. Yeah. Um, bleach blonde, spiky mullet. So, yeah. And, We're uh, talking kids in America, Kim Wilde? Yeah, yeah. Would have had the tea yeah. bag t-shirt and all the rah-rah skirt <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, 
so I went to see them absolutely mind-blowing um, listen like thieves tour it was um, went right down the front just could I I, I can I, I was I'm there now thinking about it it's fantastic so I had to go and meet them so as soon as they finished um, I ran down um, to the backstage they weren't there they were already on the tour bus tour bus went off up the the alleyway and went to the end of the road to turn and um i ran after it <laughs> i was a woman possessed we talking a girl like possessed. A, a hard, <laughs> are we like a hard day's night here you're running down the street and like michael michael and you know, come if back. you know me i don't do running <laughs> but i ran that night <laughs> anyway right. I, yeah i banged on the window and they all looked out or that's how my brain remembers it and they I looked into um, yeah. their eyes and they said take me with you but the driver didn't hear that okay. he pulled off <laughs> so um, and yeah i've been followed wow. them ever since um so is your story okay. a bit like that i can imagine you running after a tour bus well <laughs> I, I would probably not say as fanatical as chasing them down a street in a car. That, that happened a bit later. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, as a youngster in Australia, we grew up with a lot of video shows uh, anyway because being far from the world and pre-internet days, uh, music videos was the one way that Australian bands could get you know, visibly and you know, their, their, their message and their songs out to, to local audiences, but also mm-hmm. overseas. And there were shows in Australia called Countdown for, for bands to go on. Uh, there was another show back in 1980 where I think they got their first sort of crack at things called Simon Townsend's uh, Wonderworld. Uh, was particularly uh, intrinsic in giving them sort of live uh, gig. Well, actually, a video gig, I should say, for their film clip for uh, Simple Simon. Uh, and that song, I guess, uh, was one of their uh, early sort of songs there that uh, got some sort of attention. And uh, I didn't necessarily love it, but uh, I thought these guys are pretty crazy. You mean that song? <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. It was sort of madness. Madness meets sort of Scar, the yeah. specials. I mean, probably UK oh, bands that you gosh, grew up with. I remember with, huh? that Madness song when that came on and I was in the dinner queue the next day at school and all the boys and girls were all doing the mad na 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 in the queue. Yeah, I remember all that. So, yeah, it's funny hearing that song now and it takes you straight back to those days, doesn't it? It's very 80s. Yeah, I think in excess, like a lot of bands, when they started off, they wore their influences pretty heavily on their, on their sleeve. Um, a lot of the time, between sort of 12 and 18 years of age sort of develop sounds of influences from others you know even the Beatles you know were very uh, influenced by other other bands and things and that was sort of you know shown on their early Mm. recordings whereas later yeah. You could see them get their own sound, and I think that's sort of what happened with In Excess mm. uh, eventually, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, having yeah. said that, though, our I paths think- did intersect uh, in uh, <laughs> Sydney last year. That's how we actually met for the first time. We did, we did. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because I had to travel down from Coffs Harbour to Sydney, and I think you saw me on my Facebook page. I was um, posting a lot of uh, footage of me singing along, was I? <laughs> Didn't well, we good. were heading, heading down to the... <laughs> head, well, yeah, we were heading down to the Michael Hutchins sort of uh, mystified doc- 
documentary that uh, Richard Lowenstein mm. uh, put together. So I think a lot of fans were on sort of the socials leading up to that and I did see you almost yeah. giving a play-by-play of your arrival into Sydney. Um <laughs> And ha- I'm having, here. Yeah. yeah. And where were you? You were in Melbourne fl- coming up, so you flew up? Well, I you was uh, up, yeah? a bit clueless and crewless that night. I was flying in solo, and uh, mm. I think I was trying to look for familiar faces uh, and mm. saw you and bailed you up. <laughs> yeah, I was minding my own business at the bar, getting my second or yep. third glass of champagne and getting my photo taken yep. on the red carpet, which was quite fun. Looking out for Richard Lonestone or anybody else that might be uh, interesting to do with in excess. And then this madman comes through the crowd at me, pointing at his phone, saying, is this you? Are you B? <laughs> I was slightly yep. embarrassed, but I laughed. And I think we hit it off straight away, didn't we? We had a right laugh. I think we even video. Yep. I might even have some yep. footage of us on that night somewhere, actually. Probably. Perhaps I might post that onto our Facebook page page um yeah yeah, but what an emotional night it was such an emotional night we will have to talk about that that film later on but Richard did um a deserving job of that film um for Michael wow it was um it was very very emotional and it showed the world what we thought of Michael as well oh I mean Mm. we we don't know him as well as friends and family uh, but yeah I mean that was in June last year so I think mm. that from that sort of point there, a lot of people uh, who were passing in excess fans or Michael fans got a, a deep dive really into, you know, the journey mm. and ultimately mm. his demise and had a far greater, I think, oh. appreciation as an artist for what he, mm. he contributed. What a sensitive soul he was. He was really playing the rock god for a long time. There was quite a lot of uh, facets to That's him, right. really. That's so, right. Well, yeah, we'll talk about Michael another time because he's a whole probably seven episodes, I should imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think I think plural. He will be more than one episode, and um, uh, I, yeah, I know I'll probably definitely. I'll, I'll probably be going on about lyrical phrasing. You'll probably be going on about the orbit of his hips <laughs> and his hair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and his lyrics and his lyrics. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Well, I, I think sure. getting you to don't this. Really believe me there. <laughs> no, no, I know. I think look, getting to this podcast together. I think you know. Uh, shout out to you for a lot of the uh, social media engagement that you've had, and I think you know from from my sort of side of the fence. Uh, I just wanted to sort of thank all the NXS fan pages out there that are dedicated to the band and Michael and the members. Um, and we, we will probably share. Yeah, I've made a little list, actually. Yeah, we, yeah, we've got a shared list, haven't we? Well, we do. I mean, there's some some fan pages that, that I'm linked with and there's some that you're linked with. And I think I've, I have said to mm. you earlier, um, my, my acknowledgement of who runs what and who uh, uh, is the administrators of each is pretty blurry. I just see a lot of familiar names that sort of get posted <laughs> and I'm like, hey, how are you going? Yeah, no, I don't yeah. like that song. Yeah, I like that song song um so um but i know in the last sort of week well, to there's 10 a days lot of people there's yeah, yeah we're talking thousands of people that are engaged every day talking about in excess it's um it's a brilliant well, community yeah. and everyone's just so loving well, yeah well, well since you advertised this podcast you uh have had mm. some great feedback and there's been some fan pages that have been excellent in sharing and promoting this podcast we, i know you wanted to acknowledge yes, those people they have 
I'd, I really want to give a big shout out to a few um, individuals and um, I'm so sorry if I've missed you when I'm saying this, but um, I'd like to acknowledge um, Nancy and Janet of um, Australian in Excess Michael Hutchins Group. And if you're not on this group, you should be. They are wonderful at posting everything about In Excess and Michael and um, up-to-date things, um, old things, um, funny things. Um, really, really good group. And also Susan Delilah. Um, they're um, the In Excess and Michael Hutchins fanatics. They're um, they're really cool girls too. They have a lot of funny things to say about stuff. Um, really good. And then um, a newbie for me, Craig from Australian Music, got in touch with me. He's got a massive group Hayden yep. it's over 13,000 people wow. that's huge wow. um, and then um, also want to give a shout out to my own Facebook page Hutch Nation um, we're actually called um, in excess fans love Hutch Nation even though we are Hutch Nation um, and I'd like to say thank you to my girls um, that's Joe Robbins and Carrie Ann and Priscilla and Nadine um, without them I wouldn't be able to um, do this show and um, other things. I do have a full-time job as well. And um, they help me throughout the night while I'm sleeping as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, girls. And um, a really wonderful guy that I've been to see in concert numerous times now. He's called Blair and he's got a band and they're called Don't Change and they're a tribute band for In Excess. And if you want to see um, a band, if you're living in Australia, I really hugely recommend seeing those. Um, And they've been very very supportive of me, supportive of us, I should say. And um, I can't wait to get them on the show. They're mm. going to come on. That would be awesome. And they're mega fans. Mm. They, um, they, their tribute is a tribute to Michael and um, In Excess. So um, I'll shut up and let you tell us your list. And finally, just a quick thank you, I think, to the Ferris Hutch Pengillion Beers uh, group. I think Renee runs that particular one. Yes. Uh, so thank you for getting the word thank out you, about Renee. this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and Claudia and Holly, who look after uh, yep. Michael Hutchins in excess, calling all nations. Yep. They've been really, really helpful Very the last helpful. couple of weeks. Very. Uh, amidst many others who have sent us likes and thank yous and stuff like that, yeah, which makes it, makes it really, really uh, heartwarming to yeah. get that support early. Great stuff. Really good. Thank you very much, everyone. Oh, yeah. One more, though. Ooh. And a, and a, t- a T. Farris. <gasps> uh, Tim Farris. Yeah. Do you know who that is, uh, B? Yes. Does I know who Tim Farris is? <laughs> I think we let him listen. I th- well... I think he, we let him listen to our pilot episode mm-hmm. and uh, he was very, very endorsing. So thank you, Tim, and hopefully we could hear from you uh, on this show sometime soon. And now it's time for the excess news with Hayden from around the world. Wow, news break. Uh, I've always been excited about doing a news break or being a, a, a news reader at some point, so uh, allow me to indulge. Uh, did you like the new sensation-linked news, uh, B? I thought it was rather smooth using sensation. I can't claim credit for that, sensation. but I, uh, I do like the link. Good <laughs> was play it on me? Words. Am I the editor? Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. Well, there's probably four or five key bits of news. Uh, probably the first thing that was exciting the other week to hear was that uh, Nietzsche Tonight actually has been sampled in America by one of the new sort of millennial artists called, I think, Dua Lipa, and I'll Dua stand Lipa. corrected by the world on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it sits at about number 31 on the mm-hmm. charts. And 
she has in her entourage have uh, recorded a song that sounded frightfully similar to Need You Tonight. And uh, I guess in the interest of the law and royalty rights, they decided to credit Michael and uh, Andrew uh, correctly for the similarities in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that was good because, you know, I'm on record as saying rappers don't do that very often or when yeah. they do, they generally still, uh, you know, benefit from the uh, from the arrangement. But, um, yeah, I think that the band probably uh, are getting needed tonight out to a different audience some mm. 33 years later for, oh, for no, newer yeah. fans uh, out there who may not know the song uh, but are fans of Dua Lipa. It's probably a good segue into uh, finding out a bit about In Excess because yeah. I know it's, I know it's well, actually had... It's getting had, them talked about, isn't it? Yeah. I know in Billboard they've actually sort of highlighted in articles and things. So, look, it's a nice little tidbit and, you know, maybe it's a little bit of uh, mail money for uh, for Andrew particularly and, uh, and, and the rest of the band. Mm. Um I think the second thing that's, you know, amidst this virus, which I guess all of us have had to sort of contend and deal with, is that in Australia, uh, about a week and a half ago, there was a live concert on TV. And uh, a lot of the Australian artists uh, got together and um, an interesting uh, uh, version or an interesting sort of mm-hmm. addition to that show was uh, both Andrew and John Stevens and a couple of session musicians playing uh, Never Tear Us Apart from a couple of different living rooms yes. across the country. And it sounded really good. Yeah, it really um, did. And yeah, so from that sort of point of view, I know uh, Andrew has through his own uh, country album, some singles that have out has done some releases. You know, uh, I think when it wasn't sexy about a month ago, um, but yeah, it was good seeing Never Tear Us Apart getting another uh, working and uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people at our work sort of loved it and uh, did you see that at all or get footage of that uh, B? Yes I did and I managed to get it posted onto the Hutch Nation page as well so yeah you can see it on there. Yeah and in the next sort of bit of news uh, Ash and Moon for those who don't know is a band that Gary has put together with Toby Rand also from Australia and uh, I guess between them, they're based out of LA, which I guess has been the case for a number of years, and they've just inked a worldwide deal, uh, which these days is quite uh, rare in rock music. And uh, I know Gary and uh, Toby have just finished recording, I think, their debut album called Dust Bowl, which is out in May. Uh, if you go online or you follow Gary on all the socials, you'll probably get excerpts of some singles and some things that have just started to uh, get some traction. Uh, but, um, you know, Gary, I think, you know, is really excited by this project and, you know, in LA where um, he has done a lot of session work since In Excess, you know, have uh, essentially stopped touring and things. Uh, you know, Gary's recorded with Scott Weiland of uh, Stone Temple Pilots and Velvet Revolver. Unfortunately, the, the late Scott Weiland, but they co-wrote songs together for Scott's debut album. And, you know, Gary's quite a, a revered guy in the industry and is often sought out for his uh, his bass uh, contributions be. Yeah, um, I've been following the, the Ash and Moon um, on their Facebook page. And, um, yeah, they're really good guys, actually. They really want um, their fans to be involved. They're, um, they do a lot of live stuff as well. So if you like being on the Facebook pages, that's one to go and watch, um, Ash and Moon. And the last bit in our news is uh, on June 26th, uh, Live Baby Live, uh, another version is coming out, uh, I guess, in North America for fans in uh, America and Canada particularly, uh, are getting access to the digi- digitally uh, remastered version that uh, Giles Martin, the son of George, who mm-hmm. is on, uh, I think, Retainer, 
with uh, the group and he's sort of gone back and helped uh, uh, convert a lot of the footage into I guess a, a 4k uh, soundscape um, he's put a lot of time and effort into uh, just restoring it into the, the technology that makes it just sound awesome and I think there was a cinema uh, released last year which was uh, very well mm-hmm. received around the world uh, additionally, I guess uh, that concert was recorded on the day by uh, Mark Opitz, who was sort of the producer of many uh, uh, in excess albums. And I think in those days, it was a million dollars to actually make that uh, live concert and record it, etc. And it's probably back in the day when a million dollars was a million dollars. Mm. And I think it's something the the band some thirty years later are very proud of, um, and I think as I think when I back to that album uh, and the release, I think I've bought the VHS version of of that Wembley concert. I think I've bought the the DVD when it came out, and yep. then it's had sort of I guess the new new editions with mm-hmm. lately added, and uh, which was mm-hmm. a missing track at the time. Are you going uh, to tell everybody how you how you stood me up? Ah, oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we'll get to that. But I think with Lately, they had to change the film back in those days. They're working off film and things, and mm. it sort of got lost in the ether and somehow yeah. it got restored and things. And I think uh, after that too, you know, Mark Opitz at the time deserves a lot of credit, you know, being there in the time, putting that together. And uh, the band, I think, spent over a million dollars on that particular footage and, and the whole setup and uh, famously often said they didn't make a lot of money from that concert, but... I think they've had a, a live uh, concert that was really just the culmination of their entire career at that time um, uh, and the confidence they exuded that particular day and it's it's there forever and a day and I think yeah. they don't regret it at all and I think as fans oh, no. uh, it's exciting to, mm-hmm. to have that as a testimony of just mm. that day. It was like in excess day mm. in the UK, July 13, 1991 and, mm. um, yeah, I think in future episodes we, we'd love to have some uh, British fans participate you know let us know what they had at the concert there what they enjoyed which would be great yeah let's do that So Hayden, um, why a podcast? Why was there a real need for a podcast? What's what's really burning for you? Tell me about okay, it. Okay, well, look, I think one of the big things for me is consuming media now. I guess a bit like Netflix and podcasts and things. They're, they're sort of media consumptions that are on our own time and terms. You know, I think we're all sick of ads and having to wait for content every week like we used to. And with podcasts, it's a really fun way of whether you're driving to work or whether at home or in bed, really listening to some of your favorite topics that that are out there. And when it came to In Excess, I I guess over the years, I've always sort of Googled In Excess podcast and eight or nine out of 10 probably come up, you know, with the album being reviewed, you know, in, you know, a country around the world where people are naive to anything pre or post kick. And I just get frustrated Mm -hmm. that, you know, one album, sometimes globally defines the band when in reality their musical landscape between the start and their their last album is a far more you know 
widespread palette of tunes and sounds and achievements than just what Kick was. Uh, so I thought that, first of all, putting something uh, into their, uh, I guess, platform and into their mm. uh, recordings, mm. etc. Um, and that, you know, in the absence of hearing it, I thought, well, if I can't, you know, find it, maybe Yay. I could create it. <laughs> so that was the first thing. Um, second thing was also just finding someone who was just equally motivated. So I guess when our paths mm. crossed B in Sydney um, and then, you know, future contact after that, it was great having someone probably mm-hmm. just as passionate. And, you know, I think that, you know, we may not get everything right mm-hmm. on this podcast and there may be things that people mm-hmm. disagree on, but... I think the one thing we all like is we're all yeah. pretty passionate. I think fans of the band are, are always very passionate mm-hmm. about, you know, what they've done. And, and you know, I guess finding you and having someone like mm-hmm. a sidekick <laughs> that I could share my, my musings <laughs> with was uh, something that uh, was important. So that's probably why it yeah. took some time. Um, a couple of little things just quickly. Uh, well, look, I heard a po- uh, uh, well, I watched a documentary on uh, Netflix a couple of years ago on the Eagles, and I went from a passive Eagles sort of fan going, "Oh yeah, they're okay," you know, they, you know, probably dad music and things, but they got some good tunes. To, I guess, if anything, really respecting mm-hmm. their career. And when I hear a song on the radio now, I sort of have a mm-hmm. bit more respect for them as a band. And I sort of thought that, you know, if we could share more about In Excess yeah. with people, um, a bit like the mini series a lot of people didn't know that they mm-hmm. toured across Australia for like 300 concerts yeah. a year and you know uh, did that for a couple of years and then before they even recorded they were I think together three years mm-hmm. touring before they recorded a song and nowadays there are artists who record a song and yeah. can't even tour because they That's don't have right. the ability um, so yeah I thought having something along the lines of uh, a, a time capsule of their career could be really, really cool. And I think seeing your social engagement, all your fan hubs and interactions um, that maybe you can elaborate on for yourself. I know you were pretty passionate about bringing a lot of the you know, the fans together too in a sort of a social media forum. Yeah, well, it, how it started for me was I was on Nancy's group and then I found myself um, like uh, posting a lot and I thought oh my god I'm really getting on this girl's nerves and I wanted I, I wanted to branch out and do something more myself so um, yeah and then from there just being a fangirl and I will call myself a fangirl I'm not a huge mega um, <laughs> mad fan like you that knows all the dates and everything but through that I've actually like being on a, a, a really beautiful journey of finding out all the all the facts and all the different music and songs that yep. they've um, they recorded and what they've been into and what they've done and what they've achieved and what they've won and it's it's um, it's a really I mean what a life they've had for a start I mean and they're so humble still with it and still and yeah. still you know you've got Gary going out there and starting a new band and and Andrew going into a different genre and. It's just been really, really good to um, be part of um, mm. the fandom now, and um, it's it's a it's um, yeah. I'm I'm really stoked to actually be here and to be able to have a voice. But I don't want everyone to yeah. think that I know everything because I definitely yeah. don't. And I'm going to learn a lot from you, Hayden. Um, <laughs> I hope <laughs> I have already. Um, and there's a few other people out there who always put me. Yeah, there's always, always a few people out there putting me right. So like, I am not the um, the ultimate fan. I'm, but yeah, but I have got passion. Yeah. Well, look, look, I, look. I, I really hope that you know, from my point of view, I don't come across as a sort of a sort of you know trying to sound as a pseudo expert because I'm far from that. I think we both know a guy uh, into every con. 
concert tour and, and every regular um, gig and recording and knows the man and we know who he is. His initials are MM. <laughs> um, uh, so far be it from, from being a self uh, prescribed expert but I, I think one thing I, I, I probably you know if I could indulge a bit is that you know growing up here and 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 you know as a 10 year old to you know I guess the age I am now they have been the sound you know track of my youth and then into my adolescence and my adulthood so you always feel a bit of a kinship with that and it's yes. often said that you know you mute yeah, your musical palette gets shaped from sort of 12 to 18, what you end up really loving. Mm. Now, as mm. we will talk about later, we, we both have some guilty pleasures <laughs> when we were younger, <laughs> musically speaking. But yes. I think for In Excess, I, f- I felt personally it was a band that I could grow with. You know, you could see them evolve and, you know, the, the, the mm. day of release of a new single or an album or whatever was always met with huge, huge optimism here uh, mm. in Australia because they were our band. I, and I think that's something that, you know, that as an Australian we're very, very proud of. Um, they were around band we were you know on sporting terms we were we were absolutely you know um you know proudest punch when they went overseas and and, and broke it in america and in europe and um you know it, it always felt connected to that and you know that's what i hope this podcast if it, if it does anything at all you know makes people feel that part, too because yeah. i think we all feel a certain part of ownership of of our band yeah. and even from someone who's come from england to australia it made me proud as well, well. i guess when you hear the radio radio stations up your way and around you probably hear them so much on the radio don't you yes i do yeah well i think i think most um, in excess fans um, get a bit excited when they hear in excess on the plane on the radio i think i was in a yeah. bed store the other day and um, spill the wine came on and um, he would promptly uh, posted that <laughs> but that was quite fun um the michael version yes yes on the radio, really? Uh, yeah, I know. The most obscure wow. songs come on wow. um, sometimes that you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't expect when you're um, shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the, the, the other, a couple of other little things, if I could just indulge a bit as well. Um, got onto the um, Billboard charts in America, and I looked at the top, I don't know, 100 singles in the, in, you know, that are released in, in the charts at the moment, and three bands in there that had some sort of guitars, and really? and I am including Maroon 5 in on that, which uh, <laughs> not one of my favourites, but you know the, the amount of material out there that is just you know rappers and you know who's going into club and showing off bling and you know posy type r&b rap you know all due respect that mm. is not indicative of what i believe is real quality music i think is rife and mm. i think we need to get a return to the guitar i think mm. guitar bands are, are the cornerstone of what created the template that that rappers rip off anyway and mm. you know if we can push the barrow of in excess and all bands and we won't just talk about in excess on here we might talk about some bands that they influenced and artists they influence and and, and really just encourage you know rock and pop and and, and real quality music creation i'd like Mm. this podcast to sort of highlight that too Mm. what do you think b um i'm with you there but i must admit i do like um rap and hip-hop as well i really do like um hilltop hoods actually they're one of my favorite bands oh yeah but they're pure yeah they're purest i'm talking about this sort of manufactured stuff the stuff oh, that's right. uh, yeah, sampled and ripped off from everybody else i'm yeah. i'm talking the, sh- the stuff 50 the cents you know yeah. i mean all sort of stuff it's just i, I mean i like eminem that. 
Yeah, the kids want to hear a lot of that in the clubs, though, don't they, I suppose? Whereas, but why don't um, they want to hear a guitar anymore? Yeah, but they wouldn't want to hear that in a pub. But they want to hear, yeah, well, well, we talk about this. We want the pubs to come back. I mean, I'm really lucky here. I've got a lot of um, pubs around here. We have a lot of yeah. live music in Coffs Harbour. I want to talk about the Hall of Fame. Y- you know we have a segment <laughs> later called The Rant, and I'm going to unleash, okay? But uh, <laughs> as evidenced in my post the other day, as you know and I know, In Excess <laughs> haven't even been nominated for the Rock. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, if this podcast does anything, mm-hmm. it can do anything that just accelerates that mm-hmm. push, mm-hmm. Uh, I will have deemed it a success because yes. uh, a lot of their contemporaries are in. Uh, U2, REM, The Cure, they're all in. Um, and there's a sad omission waiting. And I will share a bit more about that in my rant coming up, okay. um, which is something there the as rant. well. Right, okay. I'm going to have to make sure I've got my sunglasses on for this rant. Yeah. Perhaps I'm put So Hayden, are you going to tell us all about what we're going to be looking forward to and what we're anticipating to hear? Absolutely. Well, look, going forward, I think from next week, you will see, first of all, our review of the very, very first In Excess album. And I know that you have actually gone back and done your research, uh, B. I've done a little bit of research as well. And uh, yeah, we will get uh, do a deep dive into In Excess, In Excess, the eponymous debut album. And uh, I think also, which will be exciting, is we, we, we're going to put together a, a double album eventually of our deep dive tracks. <laughs> so we, we know that In Excess are a singles band to a lot of people. And what I mean by that is a lot of people know the singles, but we are, as we re- review every album, we're going to be putting together a double album of what we call the best deep cuts and album tracks. So every week when we, re- mm-hmm. uh, or every couple of weeks when we re- uh, review an album, we will pluck what we think is the one or two best deep tracks that were never singles, and we're going to add them yep. into eventually a Spotify playlist for people. Yes. Sounds cool? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, um, yes. Also, too. Yeah, we would have potential listeners from what we know from all over the world. What uh, what countries does Hutch Nation reach uh, in your neck of the woods, uh, B? Oh, everywhere, everywhere. Um, I've got people over in uh, Europe, um, Amsterdam and uh, France, Germany. Um, yep. I've got people over in um, on the other side in in South America and America. Yep. Um, then we've got the English and the Irish. Yep. We're, they're all over the place. Well, Canada. One, yeah. One of the things. We're one of the things I. Yeah. One thing I'd like to. In excess, we're a truly international band. They toured. You know, recorded. You know, released. Uh, you know, regularly in different regions. And we might even do a sort of a, a week on Canada or a week on Chile or, or a week on uh, America or England and, and just talk about what it was in those countries, what songs got released, what were hits. Uh, mm. Interestingly, you know, a song like Mystify was number 14 in the UK, but was never released as a single in Australia or, or America on its own. And um, yeah. In Excess were quite interesting with that. They had songs and 
best of albums that were different per country. And if you're an Australian growing up, mm-hmm. you know, Shabu Shaba and The Swing are really just as important as Kick. Whereas if you were in the UK, probably even sort of Kick. X and Welcome were probably albums that were the zenith for them in those countries. So, you know, we will get into a bit of a deep dive on different countries and what In Excess were to those regions. And we look forward, you know, to our listeners maybe sharing, you know, and posting during episodes or between information about what In Excess was to their country. Yeah. Yeah. I also think we'll get into, you know, maybe each band member. I think each band member in their own way had a significant contribution at different times. And I think a lot of the time when you hear the band interviewed, you know, I don't think each band member always gets their own sort of recognition. And if we could get a Kirk on for an hour or we could get Tim on for an hour, but just talk about their individual contribution to Do the band. Do you have a favourite? Or, you know, just even me um mm. look I, I was a little would-be drummer growing up so i guess i always uh, had an affiliation with john uh oh. because of that and uh the fact that he also wrote as the band sort of i guess mm. matured more and got more sort of airtime on their albums you know with disappear mm. being a, a john track and the gift mm. being a john track so he mm. was sort of like my sort of little george harrison of the band so to speak mm. Mm. who's your favorite Silly question. <laughs> um, actually, I admire them all, but I do admire um, Kirk quite a lot because he's just so multi-talented. Yep. I mean, he, he he wrote a lot of the songs at yep. the beginning. Yep. Um, he um, you know, yep. did the, a lot of the backings. He played lots of different instruments. So I'd actually really yep. enjoy um, interviewing Kirk, actually. Um, I, and you yeah. wasn't expecting me to say that, was you? <laughs> No, well, look, you know, most people go for the low-hanging fruit, pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, So, um, Michael often is front and centre. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, we might leave that one behind. He's uh, time on MasterChef, Kirk. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, look, I, I, I think... Each member, you know, you know, would probably, if delved deep on, would give people a, a greater understanding. I mm. mean, someone like Gary mm. had a songwriter credit on Listen Like Thieves. Um, mm. But, you know, Gary wasn't hugely prominent in the songwriting stuff. But um, I think, you know, his bass and, and his sort of linkages with John in that real sort of percussive type bass area was really important, in especially their early sounds and their albums. Um, mm. So, you know, I think that'll be an interesting thing we can get into. Um, I think also uh, over the, the journey, you know, the charts, the album sales, you know, critics, you know, for them, critics against them, you know, controversies, successes, the ups, the downs. I think there's going to be yeah. never, I think, a shortage of, uh, of, of topics we, we can really sort of get into. No. And, um, you know, I think one thing I'm pas- passionate about, you know, uh, immensely is just sharing more of album tracks and putting this little double album of Spotify deep tracks together because I know when Prince passed away a few years ago, you know, all the songs on the radio were singles getting replayed infinitum. But um, I went back and did a, a deep dive into his catalogue and there's 20, 30, 40 other songs that I'd never heard mm. that I'm like, oh my God, why yeah. wasn't that a single? You know, that's awesome. Yeah. And often the best bands have great deep album tracks um mm. i know for you some of your favorite songs weren't singles were they no um i've just um re-found um salvation jane i love that yeah song. i think that was what i mean 79 to 97 i think one of the greatest hits album i think it was 2002 yes um mm. i think he wrote that for jenny morris 
Yeah, it's a really old song, but I mean, they funked it up, and yeah. I just love it. I just yeah. love it, and I I haven't like yeah. really listened to that properly before um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that that that's yeah. a song that um, maybe not a lot of people know about. Tucked no, away on right. an album. So. Yeah, so I think that'll be great, and um, I think putting that together will be a lot of fun. Um, also, you know, talking about the videos, um, I think MTV was really, you know, instrumental for the band, you know, breaking it in, you know, American markets and overseas, and, um, you know, they won in 88, you know, the video of the year with Need You Tonight slash Mediate, and I think, you know, they're like little movies, and it's quite great when we mm. can go back and, and see some of these videos because they so are real many. time and a place and yeah. yeah and I think this you know it was the one thing that you know a great video sometimes can really enhance a song and I think that yeah. was something through Richard especially they're able to do yeah. um, uh, back in that so uh, era there where he was you know really really hands-on with that uh, you know so that'll be that'll be a fun topic I think for everybody mm. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's, it, they're, they're such great visuals. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, I never tear us apart in Prague. I mean, you know, tell me, you don't get a tear in your eye oh. every time that comes on. Every time, <laughs> I do. It's so, so sad. Oh. But you know, uh, a lot of people don't realise that the same same weekend or time they're over there, that's where they did the Guns in the Sky film clip in mm-hmm. the elevator. Yeah. But it, you know, it looks like yeah. it was made in, a, in an hour, and it was, I think, but um, still iconic <laughs> yeah. in its own way. So, uh, so. That, that'll be interesting to talk about some of our best and favourite videos at some point and get the listeners involved with theirs. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess sort of, to, you know, we'll have a lot of topics coming up, but, you know, if you knew some about In Excess mm-hmm. or a little, um, you know, hopefully, you know, with these podcasts, you get a little more invested, you know, if you're a real passionate fan and a real... Uh, you know, keen uh, aficionado of the band. Hopefully, we can match your needs with what we go through. But um, I think again, like that Eagle scenario, even if you're just a passive fan and you you somehow uh, bring us into your world, we'd love to sort of educate you a little bit more than what just Kick was about. Because uh, mm. for my mind of thinking, they were far more than just Kick, albeit mm. it's a great album. So, mm. uh, looking forward to future episodes with you, B. Oh, thank you. And you too. You too. And we want engagement from our listeners also, don't we? So yep. we've set up a Facebook yep. page, which is In Excess Access All Areas. Oh, my goodness, I said it properly. And um, so you can come on, <laughs> on there and you can uh, message myself or Hayden and we'll reply. We're pretty good at replying quite swiftly. If not, we've got Carrie Ann as well, who'll be helping us out. Um, but, but we want this all to be um, for everyone. We want everyone to be included. <laughs> so if you want to um, reach out to us and uh, we can go from there. All right, everybody. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here comes the rant. Go, Hayden. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Chapter one, rant of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Apparently, this is the institution that is the creme de la creme of all things magnificent musically. Well, Iron Maiden don't agree. An utter and complete load of bollocks, they say, run by a bunch of sanctimonious bloody Americans who wouldn't know their ass from their elbow. Omissions. These artists aren't even in the Rock Hall of Fame as of 2020. Joy Division. New Order. Simple Minds. Faith No More. Devo. Pat Benatar. 
The Pixies, you say. Crowded House. Midnight Oil. Oasis. Massive Attack. Rage Against the Machine. I'll give you a rage. Craftwork. Thin Lizzy. 10CC. Smashing Pumpkins. Warren Zevon. Iron Maiden. Kate Bush. Soundgarden. All not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Also in excess. Inexplicably not in the Hall of Fame. Questionable inductions, you may say. Well, don't get me started on Green Day. Ah, fuck it. I'll get started. Designer Punk. No funk. More eyeliner than Joan Jett. Lifted more choruses and riffs from other artists than the entire rap industry combined. Unconvinced, you say. Well, YouTube these songs and compare. Jesus of Suburbia. Remake of Brian Adams' Summer of 69. Warning. Early day warning. Every day warning, you say. No, 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 Billy. That's the picture book by the Kinks. A complete ripoff. 21 Guns, you say, Green Day. No, 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 no. Telephone line, ELO. Absolutely lifted. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Bullshit. That's Wonderwall Oasis. Brain Stew. Nah, 25 or 6 to 4, which is Chicago. Father of All. No, 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 Green Day. That's fire, Jimi Hendrix. And they're in the hall. Recent inductions, you might ask. Janet Jackson. Really? What have you done for us lately, Janet? Bloody nothing. Whitney Houston had as many guitars in her songs as a Jethro Tull flute retrospective. Journey. Ugh, more lyrical schmaltz and sweet saccharine than a Willy Wonka factory. Die straight. <laughs> Who needs a melatonin dose or Valium? Just put on their greatest shits. I mean hits. You'll be asleep in five minutes. Joan Jett, the queen of covers. It's almost like watching a Glee concert. That's how many covers she's got. Notorious B.I.G. Ripping off artists left, right and centre. He's about as rock and roll as Pavarotti was to F45 fitness clubs. And Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Don't get me started on Bon Jovi. Ah, stuff it. I'll get started. More cliches than an Aura Efron rom Lyrics from the reverse side of a Hallmark card. Riffs is basic that they dawn of movement of nickel bacteria types. You mean we live in a world where Otis Redding and Buddy Holly die in a plane crash and we can't get John Bon Jovi on a helicopter? Come on, John. There's a blow dryer in there. Get on the plane, John. Come on. I sign off in excess. Still not in the Rock and Roll of Fame. The injustices continue. Bye-bye. You can't say that. You like the John Bon Jovi bit, do you? You can't say that. <laughs> Dear Diary, Chapter One, My Weekly in Excess Love. All right, okay. Well, let me just soften that blow. I can't get all angry when it comes to an excess. These guys make me want to dance. The ultimate dance party in the pubs back in the 80s in Australia. And for me and many of my friends, it was dancing in front of the mirror while swearing at all the in excess posters that were adoring my walls. The pouting lips, the masculine stances, the pick-me-off-the-floor Aussie accents, the hair, the tight trousers, girl fan crushes that I've taken into my adult life. Their music is like a siren to me. I can't help but stop conversation or whatever I might be doing and either dance in the kitchen or in the aisles of the shops I might be in. Yep, poor kids, you might say. So, no, they join in. They know what makes me happy. In excess and their music is the backdrop to my world. <laughs> but still, why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? <gasps> You're terrible, Muriel. <laughs> Wow, Muriel's Wedding, that's a bit of a blast from the past. Okay, I love that movie, I love that quote. I think it's a, an Aussie classic.
Well, we've made it to the end of our first episode, B. Uh, we're still standing, Elton John style. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it. Yay, yeah. So, look, we, we very much hope people have enjoyed uh, what we've gone through so far. It really is a bit of a setup episode for future episodes, and we've got a bit of a format that you can probably tell so far, and there will be some uh, extra little topics next week. I know we're going to do a guilty versus pleasure mm-hmm. and uh, do a little bit of a, a throwback to our youth. Uh, I think <laughs> 1977 will be the year, the year that In Excess first uh, began. And mm-hmm. we might just throw in a little song or two that we either, uh, is a guilty uh, you know, love of that time or it's still a pleasure and something we're not guilty of. Yes. And we'll, I think we'll have a bit of fun with that because I mm-hmm. do know one of your songs, B, I and mean, I won't tell the <laughs> listeners, but... Uh, let's you just say it. that, I uh, didn't boy, gee, you were still proud of it. So I'm a bit nervous about that, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be a bit of fun as well. Um, uh, I guess also too, in this world of, uh, modern technology, you know, you can review us on Podbean mm-hmm. if it's something you have enjoyed, you know, give us a shout out if, if you've hated it. Well, you know, there is always Green Day and, uh, <laughs> Bon Jovi to the left door. Um, that's okay. All right. Um, it's all fun and love and war. Um, but where do, where do do the listeners may basically find us, I guess, be it Facebook and Podbean and things like that, Be Yes. So um, if you want to come and um, give us any feedback at all or be engaged with us, you can find us in um, in excess, access all areas. Woohoo, I said it right. Um, and we will um, get back to you. There's myself, Hayden, and also Carrie Ann, who's helping me out on that as well. So, yeah, we've got that. And then, we, yes, we're um, going to be coming through Podbeam, and you'll be able to um, leave us a review on there too. And we'll be back next week. Hayden. Yeah, and we know from people who have alluded to uh, to us about listening in you know, all across the world, you know, we'd love to hear as much as we can in terms of feedback. Uh, I also know next week we'll be, as I said earlier, reviewing the uh, the debut album from In Excess, and mm-hmm. uh, there's some great tracks on it and mm-hmm. some interesting styles, and I think both of fun. us uh, will bring our own sort of views and feelings on that first album next week. Mm-hmm. And as we've also said, we'll be uh, compiling a, a bit of a Spotify playlist for non-singles, you know, great deep album tracks songs that maybe a lot of the listeners haven't really explored or or looked at uh in the past maybe they've just gone with the hits and things so that that's going to be i think uh Uh, a fun aspect of every album we review will take you know a deep track or two that Mm -hmm. we both love and agree and Mm -hmm. whack it on that Spotify playlist and we're going to compile this uber sort of newish album for people it's going to be called Deep Deep Dive Tracks Um, it's almost like a new album for fans yes Uh, so that that'll be sort of something that uh, bears shape uh, on future episodes um Last thing we're going to do as we sign off is that every week we are going to share a cover song uh, mm. of an In Excess track, uh, basically by a major artist. And uh, I think when I was doing a loose sort of count and a, a bit of a rundown the other week, I counted about 70 uh, cover song <sighs> versions done by uh, other bands or artists uh, of In Excess tracks. And can and, I say, I can't believe uh, they're many- still not in the Hall of Fame when all these people <laughs> are, well, you know? Well, you know... Se- 70 people can't be wrong on top no. of the millions but um, when it's when it's 70 of your brethren that is you know mm. your peers and some of the the great bands and artists uh, around the world have have, have covered in excess mm. it, it probably says uh, uh, quite a lot about where they're held and uh, mm. uh, we're not going to actually tell you what 
uh, artist is covering. We're going to let you as the listener uh, hear, listen, and probably some of you who are very musical conscious will pick it early, but some of you may not. And uh, there's going to be some really interesting cover songs, some great, some okay, and some a bit terrible, actually. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it'll be a bit of fun. Um, in fact, I think, B, the other week, you voted off my first cover yes, song, did. didn't you? You didn't like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you said that's not the type of cover song that's going to get our first episode going. No. no. So, um, and this wasn't my I choice have either. A, <laughs> no, that's right. So, well, it's my choice. It's so I'm trumping you on this one. Pardon the pun, things. American listeners. <laughs> um, but this this particular cover version is a live recording of Don't Change. Uh, as you all know, on the opening of our episode, on the intro, you could hear that iconic song, which I think is probably the song that most other artists love, uh, mm. maybe never tear us apart, second in the most covered songs. But uh, today's uh, guest cover person of an NXS song is two Hall of Fame inductees mm. uh, who have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, one uh, person uh, who has uh, definitely uh, been an icon in the musical field mm. uh, recorded this Don't in Australia in Sydney, much. I think Don't 2014. Give it away. <laughs> huh? Don't say too uh, much. No, I know, I can't <laughs> help it. But, but look, I think when you hear the opening sound, you're going to pick it. But mm. uh, uh, as a bit of a thank you to you, B, for uh, the, the hard work you put into this first episode, and thank you, everybody who's listened. It's a sign off from me. And it's a sign off and from me. <laughs> Take care, everybody. All Bye. right. Bye, Hayden. Bye, everybody. One, two, three.